driving anywhere near downtown, little uh, traffic note, uh, avoid downtown if at all possible. If there's any way to get around and skirt the downtown area, please do so. It'll save you uh, quite, quite a bit of aggravation. Uh, just, uh, I guess it's in a nutshell. So welcome into Talking Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply. I am here along with Brandon Pogorski, the producer, co-host of this extravaganza. Uh, Brandon, good morning, sir. Hey, good morning, Jim. Uh, this morning, we've uh, we've got Mike Nutter is going to be joining us uh, at about 9.20 or so. And uh, the 10 caps, hot, very hot. Winners of six in a row, 10 and three in the second half. Another sellout crowd at Parkview Field last night as uh, they were victorious. And uh, my goodness, it was, yeah, just a, another one of those uh, nights where everything went their way. And that's as it should. So, <laughs> you know, looking at the standings, they're first in the standings in their division right now. But I think what stuck out to me in the second half, what stuck out to me, they've got a 27 plus run differential. Yes. I mean, they're just walloping teams right oh, now. Oh, yeah. It's like yeah. it's all starting to come together a little bit more. They, they've got a game and a half lead over, I believe, Lake County. Mm -hmm. And Lake County was the first half winner, so th three or three and a half over the third place Dayton Dragons, who uh, you know. So that's what we're looking at right there, and I believe they're six and seven. So yeah. So anyway, it's uh, uh, fortunes are turning for the Tin Caps. Uh, I know I was around in 2009 when they won the uh, Midwest League Championship, and that team they put together for the first year at Parkview Field was phenomenal. And I, I was able to spend at least the first couple of months with them uh, in the PA booth and uh, just to watch the Allen Dykstra's and, and players like that. Just that, you know, just it was incredible uh, watching those guys and, uh, and, you know, what they could do. But uh, anyway, Tin Caps uh, on a roll. 46862 Automotive Color and Supply text line 46862. Put TS in the front of your message, if you will. And we're also going to be talking with. NCAA Division Three National Champion softball coach from Trine University, Don Dankels, Don Dankelson, excuse me, uh, and we'll uh, we'll talk to him in the second half of the show and uh, get his perspective on what it's like to be a national champ. And I'll tell you what, uh, you, you're going to hear some uh, gaudy stats of success from uh, Mr. Dankelson as far as his coaching record, uh, the team's record, and uh, just it, it's an incredible story uh, when you talk to him. So we're going to talk to him just a little bit later on in the show in the second half. So uh, we will be doing that. And then uh, also giving you news and information uh, from the local perspective. Uh, 46862, uh, maybe a little bit of a poll question this morning too. Uh, earlier this week, Spies announced that they're going to be yanking out all of their basketball courts and going to pickleball. What are your thoughts on this? Are, were you surprised at Spies' uh, decision to do so? You know, many people said, well, after they just sunk a bunch of money into new courts at Spies and, and everything else, they're going to go and, and completely gut that and go with pickleball. I guess I see... Both sides? 
you know, as a guy who coached AU for a number of years and coached in the speed system now, it's probably been, I don't know, over, over 15 years ago. I was really kind of shocked when I saw it. Because you I, think basketball, AAU basketball, yeah. club basketball in the Northeast, you think Spies Fieldhouse. Yeah, I was initially shocked when I when I heard it. But then as it sunk in, I thought, well, let's see. Well, the demographic that you have, let's say you get a lot of youth running around there. Uh, you get parents who are very uh, overzealous. Uh, <laughs> That's a nice way to put it. <laughs> yeah, uh, for lack of a better term. Uh, you know, now you're going to be having, uh, and, and it's it's more of an adult sport although uh anybody can play it and if you've never played it uh hey take a learn to play pickleball lesson or two i'll tell you what there's strategy involved it's fun uh but my goodness you know the demographic you're going to get a little more adult feel that are going to be the participants and uh we'll just we'll just have to see how this plays out i know a lot of people say well when the fad of pickleball is over I I heard about it about four years ago, and it just keeps growing and growing because, once again, it's easy to play, and just about anybody can play it. I know the very first time I played, a buddy of mine who's a very accomplished pickleball player asked me to come over to a, a neighborhood church one night, and they had pickleball courts, a couple of them in the gymnasium. I go over there, and, and we get paired up with a couple of um, women who were – Let's say early seventies in age. And I look at him and go, "What are you? What are we doing here?" You know. <laughs> so we start volleying back and forth, and all of a sudden, bam, 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 bam. The quickness, the hand quickness of both of these young ladies in their seventies was phenomenal. And um, yeah, they beat us. Humbling, huh? They beat us. Oh yeah, very humbling. And and just the you know the the one lady was. Um, Oh, still probably about five ten at a wingspan, and so I mean it was hard to get a past her. And the the harder you hit it, the quicker she was returning it. So I mean it was it's fun. It's a lot of fun, and uh, I don't think it's just a passing fad. No, um, I agree with you. And you know they show like Fort Wayne is one of the best cities for retirees, just with the cost of living and everything mm-hmm. else. I think there was a, uh, a story that just came out a few days ago about that. So I guess it's surprising, but I guess not. All too, not altogether too um, rare. Oh yeah, what's yeah. What's going on in the country? And with uh, with the lack of attention to the game of tennis, or the the recreational game of tennis. Uh, now you still have your stalwarts who are going to be playing out at the tennis facilities around town indoors and in playing in the uh, the you know every anything from the beginner to the higher levels. Um, but so many tennis courts are being converted to pickleball. Yep. And, you know, Indian Trails uh, has has all the pickleball courts out southwest uh, near the Jorgensen Y. And uh, they're full all the time. Wow. So um, we'll, uh, we'll see what happen, happens there. But, uh, yeah, yeah, give us your thoughts if you're surprised at uh, the Spies decision to uh, take away the basketball courts and put in pickleball courts. 46862 with T.S., in the front of your message, if you will. Uh, l- yesterday was uh, the Wildcat Baseball League's Mr. Mac Day, and that's the culmination of the Wildcat season. Uh, this is um, a program that was started by Mr. Dale McMillan back in 1961 when uh, he pulled up to a Little League game 
and saw that there were kids that never left the bench. And he didn't think that was right. So he formed a league where everybody gets to play. And that started, as I said, in 1961. It continues today under the leadership of Mr. Dean Dorfler, uh, Gary Rogers, Andy Owen, Mark Coos, Mark Mugg. Uh, the list goes on and on, and I'm probably forgetting people that I shouldn't. But uh, uh, there's so many people. Jack Masucci's still heavily involved. But uh, there, there are just so many people that, uh, that, that give a lot of effort into making this um, affordable for kids and a great experience. So uh, they had Mr. Mac Day out there yesterday. All kinds of baseball-related activities for the kids. Uh, distance throw, uh, t-ball, you know, hit for distance, accuracy throw, base running competitions, relay teams from different sites. They had a kitty league, uh, which is, uh, I believe, 9- and 10-year-old uh, kids. Uh, playing in a citywide all-star game. And they had the Cat League, which is 11 and 12, uh, playing against each other as well. I got to do PA for the Cat League all-star game. It started out, the the Americans took on the Nationals, and uh, Nationals jump out to a one nothing lead. Americans come back and answer with three. You know, these are six-inning games. And then uh, all of a sudden, the Nationals come back and tie at 3-3. Americans said, no, nah, forget it. Uh, in the bottom of the fifth, they, they put up a sixth spot, come up nine to three, heading into the top of the sixth inning. Now, what does the National League do? They not only tie it, they go ahead and score nine runs and go ahead 12 to nine. And uh, so the bottom of the sixth comes in. Yeah, the Americans say, we can do that. So they scored three runs and tied it up 12-12. And, uh, of course, Coach Masucci was um, very uh, – very worried because the lunch tent opened at 10:30, and this game had been two hours already going, and uh, and, and we're, we're tied after six full. And uh, you know when he when he came around in his golf cart earlier, uh, he's what's the score? Nine three going into the sixth. Okay, we're fine. We're fine. Well, and then it's nine nine and twelve nine, and oh my goodness, we're gonna have to play the bottom of the sixth, and you know the pizza better not get cold. So. Anyway, we were uh, we were able to we had to end up doing a because of time limit, we had to end up uh, doing a coin flip. The Nationals got to call the toss they called heads. It dropped tails, so the Americans won. Ooh, so, brutal way to lose. Oh brutal. yeah, yeah, it's tough, but both uh, both coaches agreed to it, and there there we have it. But four six eight six two automotive color and supply text line four six eight six two put TS in the front of your message. Watching the Detroit Tigers, Toronto Blue Jays last night. Uh, the Blue Jays were victorious over the Tigers, 12-2. to But in that game, Zach McKinstry uh, played third base for the Tigers and was one for four with a run scored in, his, uh, in that loss. And his run was of the hustle variety, pure hustle. He was on first base. There was a base hit to center field or maybe just uh, right uh, in, the, in the gap, just a tiny bit. But he was off and running. He was off with a pitch, and he ended up scoring from first on that. And, uh, and of course, Kevin Kiermeyer was patrolling center field for the Blue Jays. His shot to the plate was a seed, a one-hopper that McKinstry just eluded. And, and it was a, a great play, and it was all Fort Wayne. So we were very uh, very proud of that. And speaking of Kiermeyer, 
Kevin was four for five last night with a run scored and an RBI as well. So uh, Mr. Uh, Kiermaier is hitting, I think, 278 on the season. Zach McKinstry is hitting 250, uh, mainly in the leadoff role, uh, at least as of late. So, uh, you know, congratulations to the, the Fort Wayne uh, representation in Major League Baseball. Uh, the Fort Wayne FC will host Northern Indiana FC tonight, 7 o'clock at Darcy Stadium on the campus of the University of St. Francis. Adults are $10. Uh, kids, uh, and, and we call them kids, uh, 17 years of age down to five um, are, uh, are five bucks. And uh, those, uh, well, actually five and under are free. So uh, head on out to Darcy Stadium to watch some uh, playoff bound uh, Fort Wayne FC. Also, congratulations to PFW women's basketball coach Maria Marcasano for her contract extension through the 27-28 season for the Macedons. And, uh, I mean, to say she turned this program around would be a, a severe understatement because she's come in a, a local product that goes uh, uh, away to coach and then comes back home uh, into Fort Wayne to take over this program that, uh, well, by all uh, definitions, was well in shambles, really, at, at the point. So she uh, she picked up the pieces and uh, is is incredibly successful with it. And it just, I mean, things are going up from here. So congratulations to Maria. Well-deserved. Also, congratulations to former Canterbury uh, basketball coach Scott Krieger. Scott was just named principal at Bishop Lewis High School. So uh, congratulations to Scott for that as well. On this day in sports history, uh, the book by Blake Sebring, get this in 1951 on this date, July 8th, Ernie Berg, Harold Van Orman, and uh, Raymond Perry buy an IHL expansion franchise for $2,500. It was 1951. The cost of bread was a little less than it is now. But it says the Fort Wayne Comets, uh, you know, have, have been around for more than 70 years, but they almost didn't last five minutes when the plans for the new Allen County War Memorial Coliseum were announced. Ernie Berg, Harold Van Orman, and Raymond Perry figured maybe a hockey team would work in Fort Wayne, even though the building was used primarily for the NBA's Fort Wayne Pistons. Berg and Van Orman met with the International Hockey League's Board of Governors in Toledo. At the end of Fort Wayne's presentation, some board members inquired about the Fort Wayne group's financial status. Van Orman assured the board that was no problem, pulling his wallet out and putting it on the table, backed with the bold statement, you want a fee now. <laughs> the cost was, uh, once again, $2,500. Fortunately, Van Orman was <laughs> If they'd asked to see our money, we were done. So uh, there, that's how the comments were born. And uh, that's that's a great story. And uh, also 1946, the GE Club beat the Cincinnati Reds 7-6. to six. A crowd of 3,500 fans watched at Dwanger Park as the electricians rallied in the bottom of the ninth to win. Bob Winters belted a bases-loaded triple to center field to drive in three runs and tie the game. Then Pete Chapman executed a perfect suicide squeeze to drive in winners and end the game. And that's why is it? Wanting is a weapon in baseball. Always, always has been, always will be. Bunt, kids, learn to bunt, learn to bunt. Anyway, uh, and that is your look at July 8th in Blake Sebring's book, Fort Wayne Sports History.
available wherever books are sold. Uh, before we go to break, I want to tell you about my friends at Culligan. Do you have a water softener maybe in your garage, perhaps in your basement or in a utility area, and it just sits there and you don't exactly know what it does, but you hear it make noise every once in a while? Yeah. Okay, you don't know. Okay, perfect. That's what most people are, are, are nodding in, a, in, in the same affirmative manner. Okay, call Culligan, 484-8668, 484-8668, and have your water softener inspected. Twenty nine ninety five, a small price to pay for your peace of mind. They will come out, take a look. It doesn't have to be a Culligan softener. It could be any softener whatsoever. They'll come out. They'll do a couple of little tests to make sure it's running, make sure it's working properly. And if it is, great. You'll know that and have peace of mind. If it isn't, hey, maybe they'll give you a couple of suggestions. But give them a call today, 4848668. Remember, the water softener softens the water that goes through your dishwasher, your water heater, your clothes washing machine. And if you've priced those lately, those are not inexpensive. Put good water through those appliances and extend their life. Please do so. 484-8668. Give your people Culligan water. We'll be right back with more. You're listening to Talking Sports Power by Automotive Color and Supply on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Live, local, and talking about the teams that matter to you. This is Talking Sports with Jim Shovelin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Brought to you by Automotive Color and Supply. Caleb and Kenny in the morning. Tin Caps broadcaster John Nolan. First off, thanks for having me, guys. Was that Nickelback bringing us back? Yes, yes, sir, it was. <laughs> is that okay with uh, you? Is that a typical rejoin, or is that like what you play for the guests you don't want to have on? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I just sent it on 2007 this morning, so I'm playing stuff out of 2007. We'll do better next time we have you on, John. Caleb and Kenny, mornings at 7. Hear it all on the 1380 app. Or download the latest episodes on 1380thefan.com. Federated Media is a family-owned multimedia company. We specialize in radio and also content marketing and digital solutions. What makes the work environment so unique is everything is based on family, not only at work, but also at home. We have a lot of fun. We genuinely enjoy being together. Federated Media really feels like home. They're invested in you long before you're even hired. We're focused on results and revenue, but we're also focused on relationships with each other and with the community that we serve. At Federated Media, we're looking for a self motivated and overachieving account executive who can't wait to talk to clients and prospects. It's easy to get started. Text JOB to 46862 to take the first steps towards a new career. Local businesses need our help more than ever and this career will give you the opportunity to work alongside local business owners, guide them with their marketing, and make a good living doing it. Text JOB to 46862 today and learn about a career at a company that values integrity, passion, and innovation. Federated Media, where we move people. Federated Media, an equal opportunity employer. 
I know you've seen those new metal roofs going up. Beautiful, right? Many of those were installed by Honest Abe Roofing with lots of colors and styles to choose from. And durable? Probably outlive you and me both. If you're considering a metal roof, do yourself a favor and ask Honest Abe for a free 16-point evaluation of your roof and available financing. Honest Abe from Metal Roofing. Same great company, same great service, same great quality difference. Honest Abe, Northeast Indiana's reliable roofer. Mama, what does the chicken say? Uh, chicken. Oh, okay. Uh, when the wolf? Oh, a wolf. Uh, uh, ooh! What about the tiny dog? What does the turkey say? Whale. Whale sound. Do the giraffe. Giraffe, really? Okay. Giraffe. Uh, giraffe. 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 You're not going to get it all right. Just make sure you nail the big stuff. Like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Get it right. Visit NHTSA.gov. Slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Now back to Talkin' Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talkin' Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply. Along with producer co-host Brandon Podgorski, I'm Jim Shovlin. Thanks so much for tuning in. As we're talking local sports of all sorts. Until the top of the hour at 10 o'clock. It's easy to be part of the show. If you get a question, comment, suggestion, rant, opinion, etc. Hey, give us a text at 46862. 46862. Put PTS in the front of the message, if you will. TS. Yeah. Uh, especially if you got a, a question about uh, baseball. Tin Caps baseball in particular. Parkview Field. Because on the Talking Sports phone line, powered by Fire Police, City, County, Federal Credit Union is Fort Wayne Tin Caps President Mike Nutter. Mike, good morning, sir, and congratulations on another outstanding Friday night. Thanks so much, man. It seems like the last couple of weeks I talked to you and Brandon and things just keep getting better. And so uh, sellout crowd last night for TV sitcom night, Kate Flannery from The Office, she was awesome. She was interactive with everybody. She did on-field promotions. She gets it. She's down with the Indianapolis Indians tonight after being with us last night. 7,400-plus sold out, seventh sellout of the year. The boys won their sixth straight game, and it's been a while since we've done that. Man, seventh sellout already. That's that's very, very impressive. Well, let's talk about this second half right now. Uh, The team is in first place. 10-3 10-3 second-half record, a four-game lead over the Dayton Dragons. Currently, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Great Lakes is uh, is in second place, about a game and a half behind. However, they were the first-half champs, so that record is thrown out. So uh, this is, uh, this is a, a great time to get hot and to be on a roll. Yeah, there's no doubt. You know, they really, really – obviously, we talked at the beginning of the year – you know, we can't take credit for the, how great they're playing now when, when we were telling people early on, hey, the Padres <laughs> gave us the roster, you know. But the Padres control that. They just kept saying, when your pitching gets stretched out, you'll be great. When the hitters get acclimated, 
to the new league and a, a step up in level closer to the big leagues, you'll be great. And from about May 15th on, that's what we've been. And so we're 10-3 and three to start this second half, four-game lead on the playoffs, best record in the league for both divisions and both sides. And the craziest thing is from when we started, and we were scuffling, and there's no doubt about it, um, but now if you took the full season record, it's the third best record in the entire league out of the 12 teams, despite how much we scuffled. And it's been neat to watch these guys flourish. So our good buddy and number one pick Jackson Merrill was not in town last night. He flew out to Seattle, Washington. He's in the futures game. I think that's tonight or tomorrow night uh, on national TV. And he'll re be representing the tin caps and the Padres and their William Cedeno moved over to short, played it well. And the beat just kept rolling on. And so four straight at home, six straight overall, really, really a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, we got a couple more days in the homestand, and we think the weather will clear, and it should be rocking at Parkview Field again tonight. My goodness, yes. Uh, the, okay, sitcom night. Uh, last year, I believe, it was the last season you had uh, the, the character Stanley. Yep. Was, uh, was with you. And then Meredith uh, from the office last night. Okay. What are the logistics of securing someone like that in, uh, in, in as far as a, a sitcom celebrity, as it were? Yeah, great question. And so, you know, the office, uh, I'll show my age for my demographic, probably a little more of Seinfeld, not that people can't <laughs> love both and maybe even friends for some others. And, and some of those characters, you know, the Seinfeld, there's a couple people running the circuit of the guy that played the soup Nazi character and, you know, mm -hmm. uh, some of the other characters like that. And then The Office, there's a lot of them going around. And so the fans just love it. So we did a meet and greet. First off, Morgan Olsen secured, uh, you know, uh, Kate Plannery, Meredith Palmer from the show, and, and uh, she was in wisconsin the night before at a timber rattlers game she was with us last night she's in indianapolis tonight so they understand for them hey the minor league baseball is a great target market and demo and so she was just full disclosure she was several thousand dollars to have out last night we had, we paid for the travel and a hotel room and things like that that we were very happy to do and and what you see is we did a meet and greet for somewhere between 50 and 100 people that got to meet her privately alone, get pictures, get autographs, get a bobblehead. She was so good with that stuff. Every person came out beaming. I had a chance to go in and say hi and just thank her for coming. Man, Jim, this lady had energy that I don't think I've had in about 20 years. <laughs> and so she gets it. She probably understands there's a finite thing for the office, you know, and, and just, and I told her and I said, I mean this sincerely. I would not make it up or embellish. You have an incredible reputation for the minor league teams that have dealt with you. And she loved that. She said, well, I, I appreciate it. If you're happy tonight at the end of the night, tell a couple of your friends. Because I love getting out and meeting our fans from the show and throwing a first pitch. And the night before, I joked. I said, you know, I saw you shooting a hot dog cannon up in Wisconsin. And she said, well. Mike, let me correct you there, okay? It was a bratwurst bazooka because it's the <laughs> state of Wisconsin. And she was just on it, and she got her start at the second city in Chicago, which I didn't know, you know, till meet her last night. She's really cool. And then we had a line from the Lincoln Event Center 
probably back toward the first base dugout all the way around the, you know, a third of the way around the Parkview Field of people totally free. They got to get a fixture taken and that kind of stuff. And, and she was really, really cool. And so, you know, people are already asking last night, well, who's out there and fans that are listening to watch the show, the guy that played Kevin, the reputation for him is amazing. Somebody said you can pay him like an extra couple hundred bucks and he'll dump a big bat at Chili that I guess he did in a couple episodes <laughs> or something. And so you just have fun with it. You know, we were we had some guys in town last night from a blog and Facebook and Instagram. They call it 60 at 60. These two guys are both 60 years old. They're hitting 60 ballparks this summer. Nice. And so we spent some time with them last night, and they were fun. And and they said, well, wow, we just hit you on a great night. And I said, yeah, and there's a lot of great nights because tomorrow we're the Manzanas Luchadoras, and we're talking about stuff. And long story short, we just said we want to be the slapstick, pop culture, goofy, silly, funny. We don't think our market wants edgy and, you know, trashing other people and that kind of stuff. And so um, it was a really cool night. The fans continue to come out and support it. The team keeps doing their part. It was funny. I met, uh, as I was walking through the hallway, uh, two or three of our, our, our great hitters in the lineup, Castagnone and Martorella and Marcy, were walking through. And they said, you like the way we're playing? You know, paraphrasing. You like how this is going? I'm like, fellas, I love how this is going. And the fans love it, too. I said, we're going to be sold out tonight for last night, for Friday night. And they said, you keep bringing them in here, and we'll keep putting on a show. And it wasn't an arrogant thing. It was just some guys talking in the clubhouse. And it was like they're having a blast playing in front of these crowds. The fans are loving the activity and the homers and the walk-off wins and stuff. It's really been a lot of fun, and hopefully we continue that tonight. It'll be the home debut of number one pick from last year, Robbie Snelling, a big left-handed pitcher. The fans are going to look at him and say, there's no way that kid's 19 or 20 years old. That's impossible. But he is, and he's physically big and gifted. And he'll be throwing out there tonight. And so tons of tickets available and a lot to be excited about with the Caps right now. We're talking this morning with Mike Nutter, president of the Fort Wayne Tin Caps, in our weekly Tin Caps chat. And, Mike, the MLB draft, uh, I believe it starts tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. Max Clark, I believe, is uh, projected to be a top-five pick. Uh, Tell us how the draft will impact some of the minor league rosters going forward. You know, that's a great question. So, you know, Max Clark that you just referenced, uh, you know, we got to see him. We got to play against him when my son was playing, and he was on one of the Bulls national teams. And, you know, every projection I've seen, the ESPN latest projection has him going number one to the Pirates. Okay. I've seen anywhere, like you said, from one to five. There's those two big grown men down there at LSU (laughs) that are probably going to go one, two, or two, three, or, you know, somewhere in that same thing around Max. And, And it's really neat. And so... To talk to the guys from LSU, you know, when those guys get picked, and they won't go to the Padres because they'll be long gone, um, those guys could debut, you know, at a high A or a mm-hmm. double A team. I mean, those guys are polished. Does the pitcher that schemes that won the yes. Golden Spikes and just about every other award, um, you know, does he even throw this year because of the amount of innings he has? You know, that's the other stuff. Even we remember back to high school and our good friend Jared Parker that was drafted out of Norwell High School really high. He didn't end up throwing that year. Mm -hmm. He went to South Bend and he hung out with them to see pro ball and to get acclimated. But, you know, some of these guys will have played a ton already and thrown a lot of innings and stuff. So I'll be anxious to see what it means for the the Caps 
for the Padres and for other guys around this league. You know, as a fan, this time of year for the last week or so, I've I've been looking, hey, what affiliates in this league have top ten picks? The Padres had an awesome season on the field last year, so they're not picking anywhere near the top ten. But we love it. You know, there's a guy playing for West Michigan right now that's the Detroit Tigers' number one or two prospect, Jace Young, J-U-N-G. His brother's a major league all-star for the Texas Rangers this year. He was their first-round pick last year out of Texas Tech. We've talked about the Tin Caps having a ton of debuts. We can reference a guy here in a little bit that made his call up last night. But sometimes it's the other team as well. And so there will be shuffling. You know, the fans have asked. I love our fans. And it's a fair question. You know, is Merrill coming back from the Futures game? Honestly, I have no idea. I hope so. (laughs) You know, I'll pick him up at the airport if that means he's coming (laughs) back to keep playing here. You know, and hey, are other guys moving up? I honestly don't know. Do I have an expectation that a couple more players will move up? I do. Um, This is me talking. This isn't Padres. I'm not saying some guy's getting promoted, but... Adam Mazur that we've talked about all year, the Big Ten reigning pitcher of the year from Iowa, he's outperformed this league. I hope we get him for five more starts. But if somebody says, hey, he's going to San Antonio, it wouldn't surprise me. And then let's see who's down below that comes in. The Padres care about us. They want to keep winning here. Do I expect some moves? Yeah, I would think we're going to see a move or two in the pitchers and a move or two in the hitters. But, again, there's young guys down below chomping at the bit to get up here. And so I think there will be some impacts. You know, the reality of it is that the Padres go in the first or second round for a college position player. We could actually see that guy, you know, this year. We could see young Ethan Salas. You and I talked about him weeks ago when he was still 16, and now he's an old man at 17. (laughs) Well, he's homered five times in the last six games in Lake Elsinore. At 17 years old. My goodness. I mean, yeah, we talked about Ellie <laughs> De La Cruz a couple weeks ago. These guys are coming from the Midwest League to the big leagues fast. And so probably at high A, we see a little more shuffling than we did at low A. But we're good with it. We trust our partner. And if we get some changes, you know, in the roster through the draft, you know, hopefully they help us. And we're excited to see what happens. And whether they come this year or not, we're excited to learn about the future 10 caps with who they pick if they go the high school route or something like that. Well, Mike, let's talk about the uh, most recent uh, tin caps call up to the Padres, Alex Jacob. Yeah, I mean, he played with us last year, and so it sounds like we keep saying this stuff more and more with with these young men around the league. He was a 16th-round pick, Jim, so it wasn't one of these, you know, I mean, what do the math, 16 times 30 you know, 600 picks or, you know, 500 picks or something like that, 400 to 500. And he, I think at one point as a tin cap, he retired something like 20 straight as a reliever. I joked with the staff last year. I said, put him as a starter. We'll have a no hitter, you know, and we're all laughing. And A.J. Preller was coming into town that week. And as the major league GM, he doesn't call often. We have a good relationship. And he just said, hey, Nutter, I want to talk about two or three other things, you know, off the field, stuff that was going great. And then he said, hey, we're going to promote Jacob in a day or two. We've got to see what we have. He was a 16th rounder, but he pitched low A the year before, and nobody could touch him. He's pitching high A right now against great competition, and literally nobody was hitting him. And I said, AJ, man, I understand that. Like, that's great. We wish the kid all the best. Well, here we go. Called up from double A last night, skipping triple A. 
and his dumpers in San Antonio, the Texas League, were dominant. And so we're, we're knocking on the door of 220 major leaguers from the Tin Caps and from the Wizards. They're not all Trey Turner and Fernando Tatis and, 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 and names like that that have Max Free, that win World Series, have long, successful careers. Hopefully this young man does. But he's another one. I walked in there last night, and a couple of the Padre executives are like, we just made the move official. Get Alex's name up on the wall. And so they're excited about it, too, because, you know, they come out and they sign a lot of big price free agents. But to win in the big leagues, you need the depth, and you got to develop the homegrown uh, talent. And then in the case of the Padres, a lot of times that's been former tin caps. So we're excited about that as well. So true. Well, finally, uh, i got to ask you about uh... – our buddy Chicago, Tom, how's he doing? Yeah, so you know what? With permission, uh, Tommy LaBarbera, Chicago Tom, third base beer guy, dear friend of mine and yours, and, uh, you know, he, he he's had some health complications. And so I always joke about my love for Ohio State, but, um, you know, Chicago Tom was in the best hands in the medical world last year, last night, yesterday, up in Ann Arbor, Michigan, at the University of Michigan Medical Center. He had a nine-hour surgery and a procedure. He still wants and is asking for prayers. If you're not a believer, he's asking for good vibes. And so he got through the night, uh, major, you know, talking nine hours with, uh, you know, cancerous tumor and stuff like that. It's a big deal. Uh, they're optimistic, but he does need the Tin Caps Nation to think about this guy, to pray about him. We're not going to see him back this year. We knew that. Um, but just think of Chicago, Tom, because when you're out there at a game, a lot of people will walk halfway around that venue just to get a beer from him and joke with him and talk with him. And he's got a great family and a great support system. But we want the Tin Caps fans to lift him up, too, because he's been with us for years. He's one of those great ballpark characters. Yes. And he's hurting a little bit right now, and he wants us, and he wants the prayers and the help, and, and we're excited to lift him up because he's a great guy, and we can't wait to see him back at the ballpark either late this year as a fan or next year working again if everything goes his way. Yeah, one of the best guys around, Tom LaBarber. Well, Mike, thank you so much uh, for joining us and uh, imparting your your Tin Caps wisdom upon us as uh, usual on a weekly basis, and we'll talk to you next Saturday. Thanks so much. All See right, you, my Mike. Friend. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was Mike Nutter, president of Fort Wayne Tin Caps. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking with national champ, Trine softball coach Donnie Dankelson. Uh, we'll do that as soon as we return. You're listening to Talking Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply on 1380 The Fan 100.9 FM. It's the first day of the first grade, and she found a new best friend. It's the late back Sunday afternoon, you wish would never end. The homemade taste of bluebell, and good friends gathered round. Wake up your taste buds with Bluebell Java Jolt, a delicious pint of coffee ice cream with dark chocolate-flavored chunks and a decadent coffee fudge swirl. It's the jolt you need to perk up your day. The good old days are being made right now. Bluebell ice cream at all Miller's markets and Walgreens. 
The proud, honorable men and women of our military are sacrificing their lives and their families for our freedom. Please take time to remember and pray for our men and women fighting overseas. This salute is sponsored by ATM Roofing, proudly family-owned and operated with quality years of professional experience. For all of your residential and light commercial roofing services, call Timothy for a free estimate at 260-416-8716, 260-416-8716. That's ATM Roofing on the air, saluting our troops. Why take a chance? Why risk a mistake? Why say something? We all have reasons why we choose to ignore the things that give us pause, that seem out of place, that don't feel right. The word why can either paralyze us or empower us to stand up and protect what we love. So if you see something, why do you say something? I see safe for my family. I see safe for my friends. I see safe for my students. We see say for each other. I see say because all of this matters. We all have something worth protecting. A why that unifies this community we're all a part of. So protect your everyday. Report suspicious activity to local authorities. If you see something, say something. Now back to Talkin' Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talkin' Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply. Edgar Winter Group bringing us back. Nice job, Edgar. Yes. Oh, a little free ride. Anyway, hey, welcome back. As we said, uh, thanks to Mike Nutter for joining us uh, in the first half of the show there. And uh, bringing us up to date on everything tin caps. And uh, without further ado, I want to go right to the Talking Sports phone line powered by Fire Police City County Federal Credit Union. Because on that Talking Sports phone line is the head coach of the Trine University women's softball team, Donnie Dankelson. First of all, coach, congratulations on a magical season recently, culminating with a national championship for the Trine Thunder softball team. That's got a great ring to it, doesn't it? It sure does. You know, that never gets old hearing that. And, uh, you know, seeing the banners on campus, like every day kind of wake up, you're like, it really just happened. Like it's <laughs> been a whirlwind. Well, and you talk about it being, yeah, a whirlwind it is. But now it's been a, what, about a month now since uh, since the finale. And it, now it's had time to soak in. And what's that like to be a national champion? <laughs> I think it is each day you, you appreciate what the kids did more and more. Um, you know, look at the eight games in seven days and all the hard work that goes into it, all the, the years of, of failure, um, you know, not winning it. And you finally win one and just each day it kind of feels a little more real and you just appreciate everybody a little more each day. And and when you look at uh, your your schedule and, and the results, uh, your your total overall record, I believe, was 46 and 6. And, uh, all but one of those games was either a one or two run deficit in those games that you lost. So, I mean, it, it looks like this was a team that was all very selfless and did whatever it took to win. Being 40 games over 500 in this season ain't too shabby. No, and that was, you know, you hit it nail on the head there. Is this team was completely about winning. Um, we had a lot of kids that won a lot of awards previous years, and they didn't care about any awards. They just all wanted to win. And it was it was really special to watch this group grow, each day get closer, 
And I mean, the roles changed almost daily. Our lineup changed all the time. Our pitching staff as a committee with your different catchers back there, move people off in that lineup. And they just, just want to win. And it was so, you know, this time, this time of year and this era, it was so refreshing to have a group of kids that didn't care about any of that but winning. You know, your season started uh, in March down in Florida, and it looks like you swept through the state of Florida undefeated. But going through that schedule and then now into the postseason, the postseason play becomes – a juggernaut, doesn't it? I mean, that's got to that's got to play with your mind. Every all the games and in, in uh, you know the brackets and in things like this and you know different series. My goodness, it seems like once you know once you're progressing, it's oh yeah, now we got to play here, and it just uh, it it's got to be very taxing mentally. It's it is a long um, and, and I can play in bias. It's a great month and a half, but it yeah. is a long month and a half. Um, you know, cafeteria closes, so we're feeding the kids meals twice a week for almost three weeks before you get really on the road for if you travel. Unless mm-hmm. you get the host first two rounds. So, I mean, it was, uh, you know, it's probably the, the best month and a half of those kids' life because now classes are out. They're just hanging out with their best friends. They're living their best life, and you're just playing, playing the game you love. Um, you know, and the postseason is so nerve-wracking because one bad one bad decision or one bad inning can, can change everything. Right. Um and so it's it's really fun because you got to play at a high level every inning and just do things right. And um, you know, lucky for us, I thought going in we had the best defense in the country. Um, I can we score enough runs and, and do things the right way the rest of the way. And um, you know, each round they just seem to get a little better, a little better, a little more poised, and a little more confident. Now you became the head coach in 2004. What did you impart into the program to take it to such an elite level? Um, I think any program has stability, um, and we just made a decision right away that we were just going to try to get the most athletic team we could, and we we're just going to outwork everybody. And that's always been our mentality: is we're just going to outwork you. Uh, it doesn't come it matter if it's recruiting, if it's practice, if it's game, if it's just sending emails, whatever it is. I thought how we had to win, um, and our kids this year I think really bought in, and you saw us just out hustle everybody. I mean, you look at that eight games in seven days; there was not one complaint. We had breakfast where. At breakfast with a dinner at 2 a.m. one day and 12:45 the next day at Whataburger and Applebee's because they're open because the weather yeah. delays. And I didn't hear one single complaint. I mean, it was okay. We have it eight. We're ready to go. I mean, they just they are on an absolute mission. Um, and it's always a big test the year before you finish second in the country. And I couldn't wait for them to get back just to see their mentality. Uh, they were satisfied. Were they happy? And they were pissed. They were still mad. They gave that away last year. Um, and I thought, okay, that's that's a great mindset. We're, we're in a pretty good spot because we got better offensively, we got better defensively, we got better pitching-wise, and the kids that are back are still ticked. They gave one away. Um, so we thought from the very beginning we had a really good shot And our first day of practice. You know, I've always, I've always questioned myself to you. When you think you have the right team, do you talk about the national championship or do you just talk about the process? So first day of practice, something new this year, I gave a piece of paper and I say, write down your goal for this team. Don't write down the stuff I want to hear you say. Write down your goal. And 26 kids got pen and paper, all wrote the same thing to around one time. Everybody had national championship. Wow. I said, okay, there. You have our goal. That's what we're playing for. Now we're working on how we get there. I said, hang them in your locker. And maybe for the World Series, you'll read it one more time. Then we're going to go win it. And then, sure enough, it came true. It was just uh, an amazing season for sure. We're talking this morning with Donnie Dankelson, head softball coach at Trine University, the National Division Three national champs and uh recently crowned that uh 
in the 22-23 season. And, it, Coach, tell us what you look for when you recruit a student-athlete. Oh, it's funny because I'm actually at a ball game right now in, in uh, Southern Ohio watching games. We were in Illinois yesterday. So, um, you know, we just really want a kid that's athletic, um, that loves the game. We don't really recruit that much by position. I mean, obviously pitcher, catcher, yes, they're by position. Um, but everyone else, just give me a kid that has passion for this game, that hates to lose. That's a big thing with us, um, that wants to be coached honestly and held accountable every day. And then, um, you know, just a, a kid that wakes up in the morning and wants to get better and wants to play the game. Mm-hmm. Um, D3 student-athletes has to be high academic. They um, have to be self-motivated because sometimes we can't coach them. You know, we can't actually give instructions. So these are, we have to look for kids that want to work hard on their own year-round to get to the level that we talk about every year. There are always those intangibles, too. When you can see a player in person just to see how they act through adversity, how they act with teammates dealing with adversity, or how they handle success with character. And, and so, I mean, yeah, there's so many things, I'm sure, that go into it, that, that go into the mix when, when you look to recruit. You know, I was, kids always thought I'm crazy. I want to see a kid go 0 for 4, over 4 for 4, because mm-hmm. 4 for 4 is pretty easy to be a good teammate. When you're 0 for 4, um, you know, how are you acting in the dugout? How are you treating your parents after the game? We, we cross more kids off our list that we hear yell, Mom, give me a Gatorade. And I'm like, I didn't hear please. I didn't hear thank you. I didn't hear you have the right tone. Like, you know, there's a, there's enough good players. And that's why I tell people it's, it's easy to find good players. It's hard to find a good player that's a great kid. Um, and that's what we're trying to find first is a great kid that's also a good player. Coach, what I wanted to ask you, you guys get to Texas to the national championship. You lose your first game, so you're already behind the eight ball. You've got multiple rain delays. Then you get to the championship series, which is best of three. lose your first game there. Is it a matter of just finding the right kids that are mentally tough, or do you guys do some things as a program to help them deal with some of that adversity? Well, we do, you know, the, the personality test, you know, stuff everybody does. Um, but I think one thing we did well this year was, we tried to find a way to make them fail as a group almost every day in practice. I mean, we, we put drills and, and competitions together that they really can't win, you know, kind of like golf in the weight room. Like, you, you know, you love those two, those two items because it always beats you. And if you're a competitor, you come back the next day trying to just get a little better. Um, you know, so we put a lot of things into play where group competitions or group one versus team two or three or four teams, whatever it was, they had to fail over and over again. And we tried to make practice so hard this year that they were like, oh, my God, yes, tomorrow's the game day. Tomorrow will be easier than today. Um, you know, and almost like finally get to have a day off and it's game day. And you look, look and support you. I have to run to that. I don't have to do that stupid drill. I know I'm going to lose or someone else is going to beat me. Um, it's almost like they're drooling at the mouth on game days uh, to kind of make that game day more special. And I thought that was a, a big thing when we got down there. All those obstacles, you, you know, you could have made excuses for. You could have complained about. And they just said, okay, it's it's game that we, we get to play today. We get to go out and compete for someone else today. Um, we're not doing the, the dang button drill. We're not doing that drill. Um, you just kind of saw them just, hey, it's more memories. It's more time we get together to make memories by playing more games and having another day because of the rain. So, you know, they just took every opportunity they had just to be together and play. And um, they were very confident that it was, it was their tournament. We lost the first game to Salisbury. We talked, hey, we, we outplayed them in basically every category but run scored. And, 
you know, we're in the same hotel and we're in one room there in the other banquet room that night and they're celebrating and going nuts and you thought they already won it and you know our kids are pretty quiet tomorrow night we come back and this room will be the loud one that room will be quiet um and sure enough next night our room was in a much different mood and their room was very very quiet well coach after the uh 2023 national championship what's next for trying softball i know i know you've got a lot of talent coming back on this roster and uh what what are you looking to do how do how are you going to motivate the kids that just came off a i mean the pinnacle and here we are you know uh, getting ready for the 24 season well now you just you just spin the you know you spin it a little bit differently hey, now it's you know everything the bullseye's on your back mm-hmm. well the bullseye's been on our back for you know quite a while we finished three we finished two now we finally you know finished it all the way through um, but we got a great class coming in, a lot of good goods coming back. Um, you know, we got home, went right to Wisconsin, met with three transfers, a couple of D1, D2 kids. We got a couple of them. Um, you know, so we knew our class coming in. It's pretty special. So it's just, you know, basically, hey, that's over. Great job. You guys did it. Let's, let's just go do it again. I mean, still, you have an opportunity, something very unique and very special. And, you know, we'll find a way to put our motto on it and, and work from there. But, um, you know, I think we have a chance to be even better next year, and it should be fun to watch this team find out who they are and find out who emerges. And, you know, we got the World Series. So, guys, I'm, I'm done with the reins. Here, take them. If we're going to win this, it's got to be on you. Yes, we'll do lineup card. We'll, we'll point out who's where and give you guys a strategy and advice, but you guys have to run this from here on out. So, you know, kind of the same thing next year. We'll figure out who's, who's in charge, and, you know, we don't pick captains. We're not driving a boat. Um Leaders will emerge, and we'll figure out from there each day how we got to make this work. But definitely, it's nice knowing we have the talent to be right there in the hunt again. Love that mindset. Well, Coach, uh, now if someone wants to follow trying softball through social media, what's the best way to do it? Um, Instagram is at trying softball. Uh, Twitter is trying softball, and Coach D T U S B. Um, those are probably the best ways, and obviously our website. But um, you know, those are probably the best ways to go about it. And love to have people come out and watch games. And it's been amazing. The, the, the town itself was, the support of Angola has been amazing. I mean, we had a police escort coming in. We had uh, a big brunch the next morning with everybody who was there. That Actually, people had to wait outside to come in and tell the girls congratulations. We were over capacity. Uh, we were in Angola for uh, July parade. I mean, it's been, it's been really awesome to see the community really rally around support these girls. Well, you did something extreme that uh, not too many people in, in the area have done. So uh, congratulations once again, Coach, and uh, uh, keep up the success, and we'll be following. I appreciate it, sir. Thanks for having me on. All right. That was Donnie Dankelson, uh, head coach of the Trine Thunder softball team, the National Division Three, now, well, the national champs, uh, and, and had to, as Brandon asked the question, had to run through – uh, losers bracket and, you know, or or you know being uh, near elimination in series play and things in this postseason uh, and, and I mean this isn't like an NCAA uh, basketball bracket where you just go out okay here 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 you got an easy road to the finals no this is uh, as we said this is a juggernaut and uh, uh, it, it takes a lot of fortitude to be able to do that. So let's go to a break real quick and then come back and end the show. We'll do that when we return. 
You're listening to Talking Sports Powered by Automotive Color and Supply on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Not only do we have the best lineup of shows on Fort Wayne Sports Station, but our podcast bench is the deepest in the game. Download the latest Caleb and Kenny in the Morning and Sports Rush show every day. Listen to the best in Fort Wayne high school sports, including replays of games, plus Fighting Irish preview during Notre Dame football season. For you IndyCar racing fans out there, our morning guys Caleb and Kenny bring you new track record every week. Find them all and make sure you subscribe at 1380thefan.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. My name is Taylor McLean, and my brother saved five lives. In 2016, when my brother, Hoosier race car driver Brian Clausen, tragically died in a racing accident, he became a hero because of his decision to be an organ donor. That decision has inspired countless others to do the same. All of it was such a story, and the way it all connected together, every layer of it. NASCAR champ Ryan Newman sat down with Indiana Donor Network and shared what inspired him to join the Driven to Save Lives movement. The reality was is he did a great thing, but the chain of events and how it affected other people, I believe, made him a legend, made him somebody special, even more special than just being a race car driver, than just being a friend or a family member. When you're giving like that, you become legendary. Join the movement and sign up as an organ donor at driventosavelives.org. You want to save money on your AC bill? Turn off the AC. Yeah, that's not going to work unless you have a solar-powered attic fan from Koala Insulation. The smart thermostat turns the fan on when it hits 85 degrees, kicking the hot air out of your attic and keeping it cooler in your house. It costs a lot of money to run your AC, so the more the attic fan runs, the less your AC runs and the more you save. Ask about the 26% federal tax credit and free examination of your attic. Save money and beat the summer heat online at koalainsulation.com. Now back to Talking Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talking Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply. Along with Brandon Pogorski, I'm Jim Shovlin. Ooh, thanks for tuning in as we're talking local sports of all sorts uh, for about another minute and a half now. And uh, I'd like to thank uh, Mr. Mike Nutter, president of the Fort Wayne Tin Caps, for joining us uh, in the first half of the show and also to uh, try and thunder head softball coach Donnie Dankelson for uh, joining us as well and uh, telling us about their journey to a national championship. And, uh, and Brandon, I think uh, they've got a lot of firepower returning too. And, and as he said, they kind of been the hunted for the last few seasons because of their lofty finishes nationally, but just, uh, uh, finally got over the top and got to the top of the mountain uh, this year in 2023. Yeah, I know they signed some good players coming in this upcoming year. I think some transfers, and I've had a, a lot of those players as advisees in class, and just great people. I mean, mm-hmm. good players, but just super people. So he's done a great job of that culture there in that yeah. program. Yes, and uh, it's just something that, uh, you know, hey, Angola is just about, what, uh, 45, 50 minutes away? Yeah. Well, you would know you drive it every day. <laughs> <laughs> so, 35 on a there good we go. Okay. <laughs> okay. But, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's an incredible story and just his, his measure of success. Maybe he'll write a book someday and talk about that because, uh, he has basically determined that there will be a certain competitive, successful culture within that program. 
and uh, it's great to talk with him. But, uh, well, that's going to do it for Talking Sports for a Saturday. Once again, uh, remember, if you're driving around town today, uh, and if you're not going to any Three Rivers Festival activities, please avoid the downtown area due to a lot of road closures. I know they just had the runners on parade, and then uh, the parade will be starting, oh, probably about now. Uh, so uh, there's a lot of traffic downtown, a lot of pedestrians as well. So uh, uh, please uh, be careful. So uh, thank you for tuning in, as always, every single week on Talking Sports. And until next week, have a great week, everybody. Podcasts by Federated Media.